0: what's going on everyone welcome to your one-stop shop for everything empowerment welcome to the speaker vision podcast where we don't only speak our vision but we execute it and bring it to life where we overcome obstacles overcome conflict so sit back relax and enjoy this episode I could have fell apart, but I chose instead to follow my heart. When adversity comes, I will never run. I will adjust, adapt, and overcome. Vision. Welcome to the Speak Your Vision podcast. No guest today, but we're going to get into a little bit of a story and analyzing a question here. The question we're going to dissect and analyze here today through some stories of my own. Is authenticity overrated or underrated? Now that is the question. So, when we're on this experience here for the channel, I wanna give everyone the opportunity to kinda create some thoughts on their own. So when you think of authenticity, what are some of the first things that you think of? Insert uncopyrighted YouTube music here. All right, cool. So, what you're thinking about, and I'm assuming um, we all have different thoughts, obviously, but we think about authenticity, we're thinking about real or genuine. I asked Alexa earlier what authenticity meant to her, and she told me that authenticity meant being authentic. And I was like, okay, well, thanks, Alexa. Appreciate ya. But anyways... (laughs) So, but I think we can agree on the fact that some version of being real or being genuine or what have you. So, when I think about that, we're going to dive into that definition if it's underrated, overrated, or where we actually stand with authenticity. But let me think back on my life where my life kind of changed quite a bit. I talked about this in episode one of the Speak Your Vision podcast, talking about my story and when I lost my vision at the age of 16. Now, for the first few months, only my right eye had lost vision. A few months after that, my left eye went bad. I got officially diagnosed with Libra's Hereditary Optical Neuropathy, popping a picture on the screen of what similar vision looks like compared to LHON vision, which is blindness in the center and then very blurry peripheral vision, but no one person sees the exact thing in terms of blindness or what have you. So moving forward, when I got diagnosed in the summer kind of going through some of those thoughts, I did not want to be seen as blind. It just wasn't an option. And I got posed a question once upon a time, Who was the first blind person I ever met? And I had to think about it. And the first blind person I ever met, uncopyrighted, YouTube drumroll here. The first blind person I ever met was myself. Which is strange because... I knew myself that I was blind, but I didn't want to admit that to the rest of the world. And so when I got officially diagnosed over the summer, that was when I really had to come to terms with it, getting ready to go into my junior year of high school. And so I'm thinking about, okay, we're going to break through this. You know, we're not going to let it stop us, but we're also going to try to not show my blindness so much we're gonna to try to you know I'm still trying to deal with it myself so how can I deal with it myself and expect others to accept me when I'm not 100% sure if I'm accepting myself yet but I'm just choosing to move forward and figure out what that looks like but as I thought about going to school for the first week of school in my head I'm like you know Maybe nobody might notice, but we'll kind of just see what happens. I know my friends are kind of aware of what's going on, but we're kind of just try to go through the motions, if you will. So, you know, I got my... So it's the night before the first day of school of junior year. First, My first first day of school as a blind individual. And... But needless to say, but I'm not blind to everybody else, right? That is not the goal, to be blind to everyone else. So they're not going to see that side of me. Uh, even though that's a, kind of becoming a part of me now, I, we're not going to let anybody see that, right? So, you know, preparing first day of school outfit, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go. And at, at the very least, one thing I knew for a fact that I'm going to look good. All right, that's what, that's, you know, that's a fact. That's it. That's what's happening. All right. (laughs) So, first day of school comes along, kind of going through the motions a little bit, you know, heading to the classes, seeing some friends who are saying hi to me in the hallway, everything like that. And so, the specific moment that I remember the most. Is the first day I was in the lunchroom. That that for on on the first day of school. And I'm trying to figure out getting my lunch and everything like that. And a friend of mine, this girl comes up to me and starts talking about, oh, how, how was your summer, Tariq? How are things going? And I don't remember the conversation completely. But I was just trying to make good small talk, right? This it's someone I haven't talked to all summer, you know, and you know, when you're in high school, you're trying to look cool. Being cool was at the top of the syllabus. All right. For, for me being cool was on top of the syllabus, but granted high school, we're all just trying to be cool. Right? We're all just trying to fit in um, whatever fitting in looks like. That's what we're trying to do. And so I'm thinking about this and I'm talking to her. We're having small talk. But keep in mind, my central vision is basically gone. I have minimal peripheral vision. So as I'm talking to her, I didn't even realize that I was doing this. But my my head was probably like I'm looking at the camera right now straight on. And she's looking at me. But as I'm talking to her, my voice isn't even pointed at her, right? I'm actually probably like 90 degrees and talking with her. And so she's getting the full side profile of my face as I'm talking to her. And so what felt like five minutes might have felt like five hours to her. And the fact that I'm looking away from the camera for so long, you guys are probably wondering, wow, like this is what this girl was going through, that poor girl. And so at the very end of our conversation, she goes, Tariq, what are you looking at? <laughs> and it hit me that I wasn't even like my... my I was trying to almost act like I could see different things and trying to be a version of myself that I no longer was. And it was me trying to be someone who I wasn't. And I was, like I said, still adjusting to who I was as an individual and being blind now. But that particular moment kind of proves that in some cases... If you're, not, if you're not being who you actually are and accepting who you actually are as an individual and working through those different situations, you know, other people can realize when well, you're not being authentic. My blindness didn't come up in that conversation at all until the very end of it in that moment. And then it was probably really confusing because it's not something that I even talked about at all. I mean, that's probably a little bit of a significant change, but I was still working coping with that authenticity and growing through it on my own and so looking back um when i talk about my story in the first episode of the speaker vision podcast i talk about the fact that i was satisfied with who i was but i was nowhere near proud in the beginning and right now this particular part of me talking about my authenticity i wasn't i wasn't satisfied or proud of who i was at that point because quite frankly I didn't even understand what it would mean for me to be authentic and my own authentic self because I was still trying to go through that. And I even told myself that I was gonna be not my true self or try to act like other people wouldn't notice that I had different things going on in my life or what have you. Now thinking about that particular moment made me think about my blindness on a bit more broader scale in the fact that when you're blind, and you're working on trying to travel different places, your cane becomes your eyes in those situations. And I did my best at first to really work on trying to not use a cane because I didn't want to be seen as blind. That can be associated with people who are blind, and I didn't want to be seen as such. And so, for example, in some cases, I was able to get through different situations. But as my vision became to get worse, I did have moments where I couldn't see different things while walking around or what have you. And then my friends are getting their licenses and they're wondering, well, Tariq, why aren't you getting your license and or understanding that I can't see? So then it's, oh, Tariq can't see, so he's not going to be able to drive and trying to almost trying to hide from those conversations. Like I said, I was still trying to work through what my authenticity looked like because in a lot of situations, we really don't know what our authenticity might look like, but I was in a a place where I had an idea what my authenticity could look like in terms of my blindness, but I didn't want to show what that possibly could be and or accept it because if I accepted it, then I had to admit that it was real. So moving forward and talking about how this all works with authenticity, as I continued to move forward and I grew to accept my blindness, and these will be more stories in the future about how I learned to accept my blindness and learn how to just, learn who I was as an individual and in that time I joined every club under the sun. I did everything from marching band to still working continue to play basketball as I've mentioned in a previous video and the list goes on of all the different things I was doing and working just to get to know myself and learn about my authenticity. And so as I start to now answer the question of is authenticity underrated or overrated I am gonna speak on two different quotes, one you've heard before in a previous video, and a second quote that I've discussed with other friends as well too. So the first quote I'm gonna go over is the quotation, embrace the glorious mess that you are. That quotation was discussed with myself and Miss USA National Maryland, Natalia Salmon. And we discussed that quote quite a bit and what it means to her. But I'm going to dive in a little bit and what that quote meant to me as I was listening and talking with her about it. So embrace the glorious mess that you are. I think that speaks to the fact that one embracing your weaknesses, embracing your struggles, embracing all the different hardships you might be going through And how great or glorious that those will be and what you will learn in the process throughout those different situations. Because that is a part of your authenticity. And giving yourself the opportunity to learn through those different situations can be a beautiful thing not only for you, but those all around you. Being able to present that realness when you're out in public or that realness to your friends and family, embracing that glorious mess because it is a part of your authenticity. Now, the second quote that um, that I heard from my good friend Dalian, who's actually Natalia's sister. So this is the, the sister's quotes here today. Um, but the next quote I want to get into actually bought from Leonardo DiCaprio is... Each next level of your life will demand a different you. Now, I wanna dive into that one a little bit because I think it's very interesting for a lot of different reasons. So we talk about each different level of your life, right? And when we talk about different levels of our lives, always we're talking about growth in different situations, trying to not remain stagnant, and trying to work through different situations and learning more about yourself in the process, right? And so it's important to understand that there will be different levels of your life and accepting that and trying to work on not staying stagnant, but talking about the different levels of your life, even on a daily basis, like different levels of your life, just in who you might speak with in different situations and what that different levels look like in your career. professionally, socially, all those different things, right? So we accept that we are sent to these different levels of our life. But now to think about the last part of that quote and the part that kind of brings it all together will demand a different you. Now, I understand where the quote where the quotation is going in terms of demanding a different you in terms of different work ethic, or different level of thought, or working harder than last time, or just trying to think about things a little bit differently. But what I don't want to get lost in this quote is that even though it's demanding a different you, it's still you. So you're still you to your core. And so, When I was struggling with becoming blind, I had to understand that even though I was now blind, I'm still the same me. I just had blindness now a part of my life. And that's the thing, right? When we're talking about the different yous or the different me's or what have you in our life, you're still the same person but let's embrace that person and see what it looks like for that person to continue to grow and moving forward in the different levels of their life. So it may demand more of you. It may demand more of a work ethic. So I don't know if it's necessarily a different you, but it's definitely a more of you when I think of that quotation, because I love it, I think it's great. And we can learn a lot from it in terms of interpreting it and breaking it down to how it works for each individual. But it's important to understand that you are still you. And quite frankly, when I lost my vision, I didn't, I didn't think I was me anymore. I thought I had to be a completely different person. But what it comes down to, I was still the same person, and I had to understand that my blindness did not need to define my life, but understand that it is a part of it, that we're gonna move forward and continue going. No one person is alike. We all got different things going on and we all have different struggles that we're working through. And so it's important to understand that we can all come together, be who we are as individuals and continue to move forward and grow whichever way we want to during our own imperfect journey. So now. Getting to the question. Am I okay with my blindness? I wasn't. But now I've learned to accept it and grow and continue to move forward. In terms of what you've heard in the past and the few stories I've told recently, that you've heard in the few stories told recently. But now the question is it overrated or underrated to be authentic? Well, that question you're gonna have to answer on your own. But what I would say is this it's not about the fact that authenticity is overrated or underrated, that probably is the wrong question to ask. And more or less asking the question, why isn't authenticity the standard that we try to live by on our daily lives? Because if you're being your authentic self, you'll learn to understand that You try to work through those different things and, you know, the people who are supposed to be in your life will be there. The people who are not supposed to be in your life won't be there. The the goals and expectations you're trying to have in your life will all come together in the ways that you need them to. And so it all kind of comes together. So I would think less about is being authentic, underrated or overrated? and think more about trying it to be the standard of your life when you're going through the motions. Well, not necessarily going through the motions, but going through your daily life and your conversations socially, professionally. So let's not worry about authenticity being underrated or overrated, but let's make it the standard in our daily lives. Thank you so much, everybody, for checking out the podcast. It's been so great to tell everybody about a little bit more about me and my story. Looking forward to talk with everyone more. Leave in the comments about some moments where you've been authentic, some moments where you felt like you could have been more authentic than others, or places where you feel like you need to grow, or why you think authenticity is important comment down below. And it's been so great to listen and talk with you guys as well. Well, not listen. I've been doing all the talking here, but let's listen and let's hear about it down below and learning about your authenticity or where you feel like you need to grow. Thank you for listening to the speaker vision podcast. Remember stay tuned for the next episode. Follow all of our social medias for daily empowerment. And we are vision for coaching. Remember not only I am vision of hope, but we are, Our vision of hope. When adversity came, I could have fell apart, but I chose instead to follow my heart. When adversity comes, I will never run, I will adjust, adapt, and overcome. Vision.